0: This recording has finished. I don't think it has. (laughs) I'm uncomfortable. Welcome back, if you're still here. Welcome back to Escaping Reality, the podcast where some friends get together and we watch reality competition shows because, fam, it's rough out there. If you've been with us uh, for a while, you know that we started during the pandemic, which is still out there. America is a disaster. Women have no rights. Things have been happening um, in the time since our last episode. So we're just going to hang. We're going to chat about TV and and maybe uh, ease our minds for a bit. So I hope that you'll come along with us on that escapism journey. I'm Anna. I'm here with Aggie and Stacey as always. Nick is not joining us today because We are talking today about The Circle, season four. And if you listen to any of our previous episodes about The Circle, you'll know it's not Nick's favorite show. (laughs) And whether he said he didn't want to talk about it or we said you can't come and say negative things, I don't remember. But it's just the three of us today, just the gals. Uh, So strap in. If you are not already, please subscribe to our podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Um, Give a follow or subscribe, whatever the language is over there. You can also find us on social media. We are at Escaping Reality Pod on Instagram, at ESC Reality Pod on Twitter, and we're also at Escaping Reality Pod on TikTok if ever we decide to post. But no one else can have the handle, and that's what matters. So (laughs) we were just chatting a bit. We're a little bit out of practice. We have not uh, sat down to chat since the last season of Survivor ended, so it's been a minute, but... I think we all enjoyed watching season four of The Circle, and it's like riding a bike. We'll be right back into it as soon as we get going. So before we give our initial thoughts, I figured I'll just run through a recap of who's playing this season before we start throwing out names, um, mostly for myself to remember. But this season of The Circle, season four, we have, in the first drop of players, Parker playing as her dad, Paul, Chrissa, Alyssa, John, who's playing as his mom, Carol, yuling frank and brew we then have another profile of jared being played by two of the spice girls we'll get into it i have feelings then in the next round of players who come in we have alex playing nathan and rachel and then finally we have everson come in and we have imani played by trevor who is the husband of delisa who won season two who won using trevor's profile there's so much going on, you guys. Let's get into our initial thoughts before we uh, start talking about these players and the new things we saw this season. So, Stacy, I believe you're up first.
1: Give me your initial thoughts. Okay. <sighs> it's been a while. <laughs> Let me first just say the world has gotten worse since our last session. Since our last, oh my God, I'm saying session like I'm a counselor. Since our last uh, recording, I didn't think it was possible, but here we are. I watched this season when it first came out, and then I, it's been a while and a lot has happened. So I watched it again yesterday and today. So I thought it was a good season, like when kind of comparing it to the other three. I really liked the Spice Girls twists that we're going to get into. I think there could be some some tweaks to it, but I thought it was cool. I liked the players for the most part. I really liked the winner for sure. And I don't know, I feel like I, there were just small comments that they made, all of them that made me laugh throughout it. And right now, laughter is hard to come by. And that's coming from someone who's known for their laugh. So I thought it was good overall. I don't know. I think there have just been improvements each season. So it keep, to me, it keeps getting a little bit more interesting each time. So those are my thoughts.
0: Very good thoughts they are. Aggie?
2: Stacy, I agree with what you said about that the circle has improved every season. I still have things that I would like to improve about it. And we'll get into a little bit about that. But I do think every season they're attempting to make it either more interesting or throw you some twists that you weren't expecting. I will say the twists that they choose, I'm never expecting, which is kind of fun. Um, But I think there are better ways to make this show more interesting. A lot of that also is related to how people play it. So I do have some things to talk about. But I thought the cast this season was great. I really liked so many of them. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't love the winner. We'll talk about it. I would love to hear why you guys did. He's my brand, so it was weird to me that I didn't love him. But I'll explain why it wasn't any one thing he did. I think I was just rooting for other people more than I was rooting for him. So I again, I like I like the show. I like the concept. I like what it's doing. I want to say they didn't give Michelle Vito enough alcohol when she was watching. I didn't feel like she needed to be vibe checked as often. I only wrote down like six that really stuck out to me as like, that's unhinged. Otherwise, I felt like she was very tame. And I was like, why are you being so nice to them? Your job is to roast them. Um, but yeah, overall, I really liked it. I'm excited to see what you guys have to say. I'm excited to talk about some of the like nitty gritty of it um, and then and then fix it and then fix it together you know
0: constructive criticism if you will um I love this show I think it's so fascinating and and while I do think there's still very much room for improvement they they are slowly but surely improving it each season that we've watched and they're tweaking things but maybe just not fast enough for my taste speaking of not fast enough for my taste show's just too long Like, I love the format, and I really, I did like most of these players this season, but there's just something about the pace, and I didn't even watch it, like, episode drop at a time, but it goes on just, like, a little bit too long, and the pace at which new players come into the game is, it's just a little bit off. We really milked the Spice Girls thing, which we'll talk about, but I think, like, the show as a whole would just be more cohesive if we just... Tightened it a little bit in every aspect, and that I think would help with some of the the gaps in where it's lagging. But overall, yeah, I mean, I I <laughs> I do enjoy watching it. I just happen to zone out sometimes because it goes on and on and on. I liked the winner. I have some thoughts. I feel like I kind of sit in the middle. I have reasons that I'm like, oh, this is why I would have maybe rather had someone else win. Uh, but we'll get into that when we talk about gameplay a bit. Um, so I'm interested to hear what you both have to say about our winner. And yeah, I mean, I think the rest of my thoughts are are more in depth, so I guess we'll just dive more into Circle Season 4. So my first topic that I thought we could talk about was this sort of like, what is still working about the show and what's not, but I might flip it and maybe we'll talk about what was new this season before we talk about what's necessarily still good or maybe not so good. So let's talk about the new additions we had this season. The first and most prominent is the Spice Girls of it all. So not only was it two celebrities playing as a profile within the game, but we had this at the Spice
1: Girls were the two
0: celebrities, by the way, (laughs) Scary and Baby, for those of you who didn't watch. So they were playing as a profile in the game. And if they made it past a certain, I guess, sort of checkpoint and they were able to not be caught as the profile being played by the Spice Girls, the prize money went up. So it was this fun added element of, it's not just like, oh, there's celebrities in the game. The way that we had that, like Lance Bass was a profile. Then it was like, okay, there's some real stakes here, which I appreciated a lot. And I have more thoughts on when we talk about like the concept of a catfish and other ways to improve the game. But let's talk about the Spice Girls and this addition to gameplay. Wow, what a treat. Wow,
2: what a treat. Mainly because put Mel B on television always. I saw Mel B on Broadway in Chicago and I was like, what a treat she is. She's just a gem. And they acted like family, like they were fighting, like they made good television. Like the two of them together were just fun, good television. I do think it went on too long. And I do think, because I tried to pay attention this season because I think something that's come up every season is like, is it better to be in the first group of people that are in the circle or is it better to come in in the middle or is it better to come in at the end? Like what is the best time to enter the circle in order to win, right? We've talked about that every season because we're like, but actually is there a best time? And I feel like we spent so much time with Jared and so much time like trying to figure out, is he real? Is he not? Like there was like a whole episode of just that. That Then I feel like Nathan and um, Rachel felt like they weren't there as long because they were dealing with this Jared of this situation. Like, who are they? Are they actually getting money? And then on top of that, Anna, I know, I know one of your talking points is the catfish in this game. You can let this lead into it. Go for it. We rewarded them for being catfished, but the whole point of the show at the outset was like catch the catfish. But then there's this, again, I get, I'm getting ahead of us. But, like, Brew literally says, he's like, I don't care if they're a catfish as long as they have my back. Who the fuck cares? And I was like, that is the crux of this. Because who cares? There's no reward for you getting rid of a catfish. Like, it would be one thing if you added money to the prize every time you got rid of a catfish. But, like, the opposite was true in this situation. Two of them knew it was her, and they got money because everyone else got fooled. They should have gotten money for catching her. Like, I just... I guess it makes sense because what's their stakes? Like what is Melby and Emma's stakes to do a good job with the profile? There isn't one if they if the goal is for them to catch them, but the rewarding of being catfished seems backwards for the game. I have a lot of thoughts on catfishing in this game, but I think it was a fun addition to have Melby and Emma there and I love that they were not actually in it. Like, they weren't eligible to get the money. They were truly just there to give more money to the players, which I thought was kind of a lovely twist. But the process by which we did that didn't make a ton of sense for, like, the conceit of the show.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I really liked having them there. I feel like they were fun. And I think it was funny, like, them trying not to use their British sayings and stuff and like trying to sound more American so that was fun yeah I mean I didn't even think about it that way which makes sense of like you should actually get money for catching them but I did think there should be some like some flip side like if you in this case okay if you, if they don't get caught you get money so if they do get caught like my thing was didn't most people vote for Rachel as who they thought it was so like I think the person who gets the most votes should like have to go home <laughs> Because then there's still some like consequence because it's like, so basically everyone was saying they don't trust Rachel, but then like she stays and she can still get the 50,000 extra dollars. Like it just seemed weird to me.
2: Stacey, didn't they do that in one of the seasons or something similar? Like oh. they all voted to see like, I don't remember the, oh God, I, I don't, I probably can't go back. Was it
0: with like orange and blue Michelle? That uh, thing. Yeah,
2: and, and so they it was the wrong one, and she had to go home. And they picked yeah. the wrong one, and she had to go home. So yeah, kind of like that. Orange, blue, Michelle, I had fully forgotten that happened. But yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. Oh, that's still probably my favorite twist, to be honest. It was a good one.
1: It was a great one. But
2: yeah, Stacey, I agree.
1: But yeah, it just, I was kind of like, I mean, well, first off, they didn't know there, that there was any incentive till after, but I'm like, it just feels kind of lopsided to me. But either way, I just liked their commentary.
0: I want to loop back to the idea of what the goal of getting Catfish out is because it has been a through line every time we've talked about a new season and it's so intertwined with this like Spice Girls prize money situation. Um, So we'll come back to that. But another new addition that we had this season was this like cyber attack data breach that I thought was going to be different than what it was. But what it was was that the two new players who had just come in, which... Was this Everson and Imani? I think it was. There's this, like, hack in the system, and the two new players have to choose players who they want to pass the antivirus software onto. But prior to that, there's this data breach where... Each player gets assigned another player, they get to pick one of their private photos and like reveal it to the group with a caption. But it was more of just like in line with the other games that they play to kind of take jabs at each other more than like an actual data breach, which I thought that it was going to be. But I guess that's only applicable if you're either a catfish or lying so on the one hand, I liked just like a new vehicle for blocking instead of just ranking each other. But I also wish that this data breach had been more violent is the wrong word, but that's what's coming to my mind. Aggressive, maybe, or like had higher stakes of actually revealing people who were lying. But that becomes the issue yet again of like, what is the point of the game and being a catfish? Well, <laughs> it just it all comes back to that. Anna,
2: I wanted some leaked chats. I wanted some DMs leaked. I was like, a data breach means we are sharing information that was supposed to be private. Why the fuck am I sharing a picture and asking a random ass question? That's dumb. Give me the receipts. Show me the DMs. That would have been an actual data breach. And it would have been so interesting because you would get a look at fuck What are people saying behind my back? And the data breach, it doesn't have to be fully public. Circle could have just shown you, hey, these two people were talking about you. Do with that information what you will. Okay, I'm doing a bad job of staying on topic. I'm so sorry. I just think the problem with this game, and I say this liking this game, the problem with this game is in season four, we are still playing to make friends. We are not playing strategically. And I think if the data breach had actually given people information, It would have pushed us in the direction of like, play the fucking game. You're not here to make friends. I do love that you make friends and you share beautiful things about your life and you share real things with each other. That can still be real. Two things can be true at once. And I think Nathan is the only person in this like history of this game who actually tried to do that. But I wish we'd done something where it was like, I'm going to give you real fucking information that you then can choose to do something with. I just felt like you didn't leak shit. That's not a data breach. You've given me nothing. Also, it's not a data breach. If you're chatting with someone and your chat, just malfunctions. Don't call it a data breach. Call it a virus. It's a different thing. And you called it both, which it was not. So great.
1: Yeah, they should have just called it a virus if it was anti-virus software. (laughs) But... It added some drama, though, just like, who are they going to pick? Like, I liked the actual twist. It just wasn't the right description. It didn't match what it actually was. But I I mean, it was interesting. Some of them picked people I was not expecting them to save. I was like, oh, you're going to have to answer for your decisions later. That part was interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely still served as a catalyst for some drama, and I do think anytime they have to like actually choose someone to either stay or go, like that's the best time in the game as opposed to just ranking. But we'll we'll talk a little bit about different strategies in a sec, because I do think that this is where some of them came out. Aggie, you mentioned Nathan being like one of the only people to be <laughs> playing the game as a game. Um, and he does that here. Like He has the picture of Alyssa and he says, oh, you lied to me in another chat. he He kind of ran with the data breach idea um it just didn't want to run with him so he ran from it uh anyway <laughs> another new edition i think that was this season was in one of the blocking scenarios we had a ranking two influencers at the end as usual they each got to pick two people and then there were two people left over those two people who were up for elimination got to like go to a secret separate room and meet each other before one of them was blocked it was fine it didn't really enhance anything in my opinion. It wasn't like a source of revealed secrets and maybe it was just the particular two people that were there. It was Everson and um, John who had been catfishing as Carol, but it was like Everson hadn't been there for that long. So it wasn't as big of a shock in my opinion. Yeah. So it was just like the same as when they get to pick someone to go meet after they're blocked, but not as strategically involved aggie i feel
1: like you have something to say
0: (laughs) aggie's waving her hand and her hair at me
2: (laughs) i actually loved this twist and i'm gonna tell you why i actually think it's so interesting that they actually got to sit there for like the whole influencer chat that's like full 40 minutes that you could talk straight up strategy did these people use it correctly no but like imagine if nathan and john had been in there both of them were playing strategically. They would have gotten over the catfish thing very quickly and they would have been like, let's talk fucking game. I wanna share things with you. It's like the summit in Survivor. It's like that dumb thing that they've added in 41 and 42 and you have to choose how to use it to like talk about that with each other. Or like in season 18 when Fishback and Taj made like full on alliances at Exile. This could have been that. But because we have people who were playing with their fucking feelings instead of playing a game, they didn't actually use it correctly. I have so many thoughts on this game, apparently. Apparently I bottled them all up while I watched this season in the last day and a half. But I was just like, this is a great twist and you should be straight up talking game the entire time. Tell them every single thing you've learned about every single person, compare notes. It's like if the portrait didn't happen, you need to be figuring out who drew everybody's fucking portrait. Like you should be using that time as strategy because regardless, one of you is going home. That information lives and dies in that room use it. The problem was with the people in the room, not the twist. I said what I said.
1: I kind of forgot about this one, so I don't have thoughts on it. (laughs)
2: Let me be clear. I just watched this twist today and I, I feel very strongly that it could have been good and it was bad.
0: My question to both of you is, those were kind of the only three things that I was like, these are major new additions. I wasn't sure if we had ever done the double blocking where the lowest person leaves and then the highest person is a super secret influencer and they pick someone to leave. I'm pretty sure we've seen that. Um, And then we had the two new players, Imani and Everson, came in and they each had a party and the rest of the players had to pick which party to go to. I feel like we've seen that before, but maybe I'm wrong. We've done super secret influencer
2: and we've done bottom was eliminated, but not together. That was the only difference. But we have done both of those twists. Okay. That's what
0: I thought, but I was like, maybe
2: not.
1: I think they've done the party too, right?
0: Yeah. But I liked these party themes.
1: True.
2: Wait, just a side note, I love that they had to make their own invitation. That was so dumb. It was cute. I loved it. I loved it so much. I was like, this is the kind of cheese that I
0: love about this show. Just actual garbage but it was good too because they were coming in so late in the game that i feel like it was an opportunity for us to get to know something about them aside from like i'm trevor and my wife won it's like cool that's not i don't i can't relate to you on that but amazing we also had some games some of them were new some of them we had seen before i'll just run through the list and we can talk about them if we choose but we had like a classic get to know each other game where like they have to all give answers, thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever. We had some Spice Girls trivia. We had a circle roast with Nikki Glazer, which was fun. I'm pretty sure we did a cake decorating again. And then we had the painting another player. I think it was called Picture This. That was really fun as well. I don't have much to say about the games, Other than, you know, they're great when people use them as an opportunity to actually like (laughs) make a jab, but they don't always do that. So then you just get the conversations of like, oh, so-and-so answered this. Are they maybe a catfish? And you're like, you could say that about literally anyone's answer for anything, but okay. (laughs) Someone could literally be like, and then I know this random fact about horses. And you'd be like, "Mm, they don't strike me as a horse girl. I think they're a catfish. (laughs) Like you could do it for literally anything.
2: The best game was the Spice Girls trivia just for Melby and Emma's reactions to them getting them wrong. Yeah, Like that was the best part.
1: Yeah. The funniest thing about the question game was just how bad Paul was. I can't remember the real name, but I was just like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like this is a terrible start.
0: It like, I have to go on a tangent now because- Do it. Every time this show starts a new season, I sit down and I watch the first episode and I'm like, I hate this show. I can't stand these people. They're so annoying. Why does everyone have to be so loud and so obnoxious? And she was someone that I was like, imagine sitting someone down and being like, make yourself a profile and describe your personality. And they can only use the most like binary basic terms to describe what they're doing and what they like. And I just find it so irritating. And then I get to the second episode and I'm like, no, this is fun. I like these people. And the most obnoxious person always goes home first. And it's always like some kind of stereotypical like bimbo character that they put first. And they always go home first. So I don't know why they keep doing it. It's really obnoxious. (laughs) But also just the hilarity of her being like, I love having my boobs
1: out. So I'm going to play as my dad. (laughs) I'm like, okay. That took a hard left turn. But why change the profession to a therapist? Because, like, she didn't know what a memoir was. (laughs) Why?
0: I can't. I can't with the memoir. But also just, like, (laughs) the concept of being, like, I'm going to come in and play as someone of the opposite sex and then being, like, how do I think like a man? Like, I don't know. Think like a regular person and you'll be fine. It's don't overthink it. Stop. it was the like worried about being a man thing when i
2: was like you're not worried about being 64 enough or 59 or like sounding
0: like an alien from a from another planet and not a
2: human being from earth i and i say this knowing nothing about her other than what was shown to me on the television her actual ineptitude at this was comical you had to know she was going to be bad at this i think she legitimately was playing to the best of her ability whatever that means for Parker. But I was just like, how could you think that this was going to be successful for you? You didn't have a single plan. The thing that killed me was the get to know you game where she was like, yeah, I send nudes. And they were all like, that's not, that's not a 59-year-old thing. I was just like, take 10 seconds to think this through. Or the one where she was like by herself and everyone was
1: like,
0: that's a little weird. Like, why are you dissenting?
1: Well, and that one was... I've called in sick, like, you know, yeah. when I wasn't actually sick. Every person in the world <laughs> has done that. It was mind
2: boggling. And I say, I'm sure she's a lovely human being. I was just like, what? It signifies
0: to me, and this, I think will segue us into the next sort of subtopic, is just like, it's such a huge red flag that like, you have no personality, and thus you must put on a persona. Because... I don't really recall what her reasoning behind not coming in as herself was. I think it was, like, maybe she thought that she would be too intimidating because she's, like, a hot girl, which she was. But, like, so was Yuling. So was Alyssa. So, like I said, I think that'll segue us into what I feel like we can talk about next, which is just this eternal debate of, like, what is your strategy? Are you going to be strategic and really play the game? Or is your strategy like, I'm just gonna be myself, my real self. And I think it's hard to say what the better option is because this game doesn't know what it is. Is it hunt the catfish? Is it a popularity contest? Or is it try to be strategic? Rachel and Nathan to me, in my opinion, were the most thoughtful about like playing a strategy. Definitely Nathan more than Rachel, but even Rachel to a certain extent, I think was playing as herself, but wasn't going over the top of like, I'm here to make friends and spread my personality so that everybody likes me and I'm in a good spot, which I think was the strategy of Yuling and Frank. Obviously it worked out for Frank and he was really super likable, but I think both of them leaned into this idea of, like, I'm just going to come in and be my loud, like, unapologetic, genuine self. But it almost went, like, too far in that direction for my view of, like, what the game is. And then we had Brew, who I, in his alliance with Carol, he a few different times really, like, explicitly stated, I don't care if Carol's catfishing me. Like, I built a genuine connection, so it doesn't matter if this person is not who they say they are because, like, that's kind of not the point of the game. And I think we've talked about in seasons past that, like, it is something that's being discussed, but it hasn't fully been defined in terms of, like, what the goal is of this game. (laughs) So how are you guys feeling about this sort of, like, idea of strategy, in quotations, with all of this in mind?
1: I guess they're not being that strategic, I think I'm just like used to it now. (laughs) So I didn't, it didn't even like bother me as much, I guess. I think I was just more into like their personalities and like they were just connecting so much about all these different things. But yeah, as far as an actual reality competition, you know, goes, I think they missed a lot of opportunities to actually strategize and whatnot. So there was some episode I was watching today, I can't remember, but it it must've been after one, it might've been after the game, the antivirus thing or something, but I just feel like all of a sudden everyone was like angry at everyone. <laughs> and I was just like, whoa, this has taken a turn. They were all like getting along so well. And then it just shows everyone being like, Oh, I think whatever it was, mama Carol, like called someone out. I don't remember what this was, but it's just funny. Cause it, that was like the first time that they were more like harsh with each other. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think, it's still more of a just getting along with people and just like your alliances are just people you connect with. For some reason it didn't bother me as much as I feel like it did last season.
2: I think Anna, what you said about this game doesn't know what it is, is I think what bothers me the most about anything that happens because the reality of the situation is like, is it about catching catfish? Or is it about making a connection with someone and being the most popular in the game? Because I actually think what Bruce said is so important and should be part of this game. It shouldn't matter if they're a catfish. In terms of you winning the money, because there's no incentive to get rid of them, you could be one real person and four catfish in the finale, and you could still win $150,000. Like, there's no penalty for not catching the catfish. There's no reward for catching the catfish. It's literally just the like person they're choosing to be in this game. And I think Frank talked about it a little bit. He was like, well, I can't trust them. And I'm like, but why not? Because at the end of the day, like who cares if the picture that you're seeing, as long as they're like genuinely showing you through action that they have your back, it effectively does not matter if they are catfish or not. And so I think for me, it was really frustrating to, um, to see them be so concerned about whether or not it was catfish or not. Because again, that's not the point of this game. If you've decided that the circle is about just making a genuine connection and being the most popular, then having catfish think you're popular or like you doesn't matter it might have some like psychological effects on you like down the line. But in terms of winning $150,000, it don't matter. We have to decide what this game is. It just it's the same every season. It's like, does this matter? Do we care? I personally don't. And I think this season, other than Paul, all the catfish were actually very convincing. There were a few times where people were like, is that really them? But for the most part, like, Imani, something is in the water in Delisa and Trevor's house. Why are they so good at being each other? I was like, he was such a good girl. She was such a good, like, bro. Like, I was like, what is happening in your home? I love it, but what is happening in your home? And then I thought John did a really good job of playing Carol, and I thought Alex did a almost very good job of playing this, like, dumb 22-year-old frat boy. Like, I was pretty impressed with the catfish overall. You have to just think to yourself, like, do I actually care if this person is real behind this cute little picture? Or do I care if they would rank me first? According to what we've been told so far, I care if they rank me first. Unless you're going to change the rules of the game.
0: I think what's wild about it to me is I feel like every time someone comes in as a different profile, like as a catfish, they still end up like being themselves and especially, like, in the more vulnerable, vulnerable moments, like, we get these moments of, like, well, everything that I said as so-and-so was really me. And to me, it's like, then why not just come in as yourself? Because I, I get the times that they're like, oh, I think someone would be able to, you know, trust a woman in her 60s, like a mom, more than, you know, social media specialist man in his 20s. But also, like, isn't the point of the circle to get to know the people in the circle regardless of what their picture is? So I just don't really see the point of coming in and playing as someone who isn't yourself unless you're going to totally lie. Make up backstories. Because it feels like the people that are catfishing really aren't even catfishing that much. And to the point that you were making before, it's like... Why does that matter? And I think it's more a game of like catch the liar in general than catch the catfish because you could be in there playing as yourself lying. But to the point that I just made, there's people who are in there as a different profile, but still playing as themselves with just like a prettier picture, at which point they're not lying. They're just in a disguise, which I guess is quote unquote deceitful in certain people's eyes, but like not really. Because, like, you could just also have, like, a photoshopped filtered picture of you. That's deceitful. But you're not catfishing. Like, I guess you are, like, by definition of catfishing. But, like, I don't know. It just... I feel like the game would be so much more interesting if you had to come in as your photo and then seeing how much people still would lie. I have complicated feelings.
1: The way it is right now, we're basically saying, like, what's the purpose of catfishing? Like, there's no benefit, so...
2: I think Nathan is a good example of why you would catfish. I didn't want him to win, but I do think he was actually playing the game because his strategy was to be like under the radar, kind of like dumbed down, but really being strategic on the back end. And so he was able to use that like profile kind of dumb fratty guy to sort of like mask his actual strategy. But I think Anna, if there's duality here, right? Like the reality of the situation is, you're having human connections like that's just what you're doing like that is the game we're playing so the problem is like you kind of can't catfish fully like you can't lie fully if you're a genuinely not terrible person because like when frank tells you that his parents and his grandparents are all dead and he has found family and that's who he has in his life You can't be like, yo, my parents are dead too, because that's bad. Like you're a bad person. Do you know what I mean? Like it's giving Russell pants. You know what I mean? Like your family wasn't in Katrina, stop. So it's like, I think where that kind of line gets really blurry is it's just a human game. And because you're using social media, which is already like kind of fake, it just, it gets very blurry. I think, though, the issue now becomes the circle needs to decide what they want to do with them. And I will I will stop bringing this point up. But like the circle needs to decide, does the game care about catfish or is it just a vehicle for you to make connections with people? And then then it needs to be told to the players that we just don't give a shit. Like some people will be catfish. Some people will be themselves. Your job is not to detective the catfish. Your job is to win the game by being the most popular doesn't matter who thinks you're the most popular what matters is that you are the most popular because I think we'd see some different strategy
0: yeah I think the phrase does the game care about catfish is I mean it sums it up I have one more thing that's kind
2: of related to catfish just kind of related to strategy in general and stop me if this is not what you meant do we think there's a rule against straight up discussing strategy in a dm Like, can I say to Frank, Frank, I'm going to rank you first. Are you ranking me first? Who should we rank second? Because we want to be in charge of who the influencers are. Is there a rule against
0: that? I don't think there's a rule against that. I just don't think we've seen players who are willing willing to to do that. Not transparently, strategically, because if someone in any of the seasons we've, we've watched so far came out of the gate like that, I think they would get flagged by the other, like, quote unquote, more genuine players as being too strategic. I agree. But I also think that's what's missing from this game. A hundred percent. And I think we get like seeds of it, of the people who are like, you're my number one. I have your back. Like just not in so many words.
2: There need to be more words. There need to be more of people being like, hey, I'm going to lay it out for you right now. Because I think what's missing is the survivor aspect of this game of like, I need to know who's actually voting for me. The ratings should not be so stressful that you're like, well, I just don't know where I'm going to fall. It's like, you should know a little bit. I understand that, again, because you can DM people, it's not like in Survivor where you have to like find like a secret way to talk to people because it's all face-to-face so people can see everything that's happening. I get there's that added layer, but I just wish they would bring in some actual sharks to this game. Even if they go out, I need someone to come in with this version of it and make it even a little bit further than other people. So people be like, you know what? That like actually isn't a bad idea. Cause I just think we're missing the point there. It's like, you think you have one person but you never actually say that to them. There's a whole bunch of like hashtag circle fam. And I'm like, that doesn't get you to the top influencer spot, stop it. And so I, I just, I did wonder if they just maybe aren't allowed to cause they're not trying to cultivate that type of environment. But second, I want someone to rustle hands this game just a little bit to fuck it up so that future seasons are like maybe that's the direction I go.
1: Yeah, I, hey, Sid. I agree with you that, that um I think they just need to throw a few survivor players in next time and it'll change it. They play completely differently, so that's what they need.
0: Um, Michelle, our lovely host, does she need a vibe check? Maybe. Not really, in my opinion. Does the show need a host? Maybe. Not really, in my opinion. Um, and maybe that's my vibe check. And I think I've said that before, is like, there's not really room for her. And I know she's hilarious. And like the 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 lines that she gives, they do occasionally shine. Um, they just don't really feel necessary. And it's not enough of a presence from her that I can really even appreciate them when they're there. It feels a little bit awkward for me every time I watch and I'm like, oh yeah, there's a host. But um, if you guys have specifics, uh, specific vibe checks for Michelle, I'd love to hear them. My vibe check is just that like, why? <laughs> Stacey, would you like to go first?
1: Well, I, don't have, I don't have a specific. I, I'm excited to hear Aggie six because even when she was like, I, had, I didn't have very many, just six. I was like, that's still six more than me. <laughs> like... But I do agree that I just, I feel like I didn't notice her that much this time. I kind of forgot she was there even more than maybe like last season. So I don't have specifics, but Aggie, take it away. (laughs) Oh, I do.
2: Um, So I'll read you some of my favorite quotes because here's the thing. When they were good, they were choice. But I do think they did. They made her do them sober or something. I was like, Michelle, these are not as funny. You used to cut people to the core. Cut them to the core and it was everything to me. And they just said this time they were like, no. We'll let Nikki Glazer do that, which we didn't talk about that enough. If you wanna hear my thoughts on Nikki Glazer, DM me. I have feelings, but like and they're all positive because I love her, but they were just, I mean, she read people for filth and I lived. Um, okay, so here's some of my favorites. I actually wrote down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, but not all of them are good. So <laughs> just the good ones, please. I'm gonna read you just I think I'll probably only read you I'm going to read you four. I'm going to read you four. One was when Emma and Mel B were fighting about how they were going to respond and literally could come up with nothing. She goes, come on, ladies, you co-wrote to become one. Be better at this. (laughs) And I was like, work. (laughs) Second, in episode seven, when Everson has just arrived, He's drinking out of that, like, green fish. And she goes, that's a vase. That ain't a cup, honey. I forgot (laughs) about that. Which I thought was hilarious. Also, at one point, Everson is holding a wine glass with an onion in it. And I was like, what's wrong with this man? man. She roasted Everson the most. Um, When Everson goes... Imani, have you ever heard your name whispered over a mountain? And then he says Imani over his (laughs) bicep. She goes, in the meantime, while you try and get that out of your subconscious and then like moves on to someone else. And I was like, kill him, girl, kill him. And then finally, this is my favorite one. This is the one where you could tell her she'd had some drinks at the reunion to Parker. She goes, you did not do a good job. (laughs) She straight up was like, you did not do a good job. And I cackled. I was like, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. She was just like, you were really bad at this. <laughs> I was like, I'm crying. I was like, the fact that you just named it flat out, you're like, you did the d- d- bad job. <laughs> I was like crying. It was so funny. So yeah, those were some of my best ones. I have others, but they're not that great.
0: Well, thank you for carrying that segment. Um, those were good. And I, you said them, and I remembered them. I just, you know, after they passed, it was like they disappeared. But you brought them back, so thank you for that. Appreciate you. <laughs> and uh, that brings us to our final segment, which is rapid-fire questions. Um, I have three of them, and then if we feel like we have anything else to add after, we can add it. But the first one is Frank was our winner. We didn't talk that much about him as a winner, which, like, TBH – He came in, he was himself, he was great, he was extremely likable, and then he won. So it was pretty straightforward. Uh, But I want to know, what was your favorite Frank moment or quote? I have two. Okay, so one of mine was (laughs) when John slash Carol got eliminated and then left a message for the circle the next day and it's like the reveal of you hear his voice and then you see that it's John and Frank goes, first of all, You have the most beautiful teeth. (laughs) I was like, wow. I love that that's your reaction. And the way he said it was just so cute. And then the second favorite moment is when he got his message from home from his two best friends. And something about like the way his face looked when he started crying. I was like, it was the most adorable, heartwarming facial expression I had ever seen. And I just, I like instantly was like, okay, he can win. That turned me on him was just like how sweet and cute his face looked. And I have to find a screenshot of the moment because it oh, it melted my heart. Uh, Aggie, do you have one ready? No. Stacy, do you have one ready? <laughs> I'm shocked.
1: Oh, yeah, that's surprising. I There were so many I, that I should have written down. But I do remember him saying something about, I think was, he was talking to Trevor about, um being sick or like having a hard time meeting romantic interest and then he's like all his funny things were always like when he's talking to himself but he was like even the last pringle in the can gets eaten (laughs) and then he's like and i'm gonna get eaten or something i was like okay okay (laughs) but just all these little things and then what was the other thing oh gosh he just had like funny phrases. Like one time, he said something with like someone I, I get, I forget, it might have been the same conversation, but the other person uses the word ho, and he's like, I didn't know we could say ho in here. And then, like, immediately, says it. And I'm just like, oh my god,
2: I had finally come up with one, and it was that. Are you no. kidding? Are you actively kidding me right now? How does it feel, Stacy? Oh, I literally didn't have one. I was like, oh, I finally came up with one. It's when Imani says, We too good for those hoes. And he goes, I didn't know we could say hoes. We are too good for those hoes. And then that came out of your mouth. Are you joking, Stacey? Oh my God. Okay, so I'm gonna use my time to tell you that I didn't write anything about Frank down because I found him very loud. And I was like, I don't want him to win. Um, I, I wanted you Ling to win. I here, that is Sorry, you
0: found Frank too loud, but not Yulang. <laughs>
2: I was mostly so enamored by Yuling's makeup skills that I didn't think about how loud she was. I literally, every day, I was like, what is she going to paint on her eyes today? I was obsessed with her. Anyway, um, the bigger issue here is that I did a really bad job of tracking that Frank was the winner. If I had thought this, like, if I had had an indication earlier that he might win, I probably would have written down more things about him. I think I loved the most also that he recognized Trevor as, like, a true fan of the circle. He was like, "Mm hmm. He's like, and they were like, so why didn't you come as yourself? Because you're hot. And I was like, work. The three of you get it. And they were like, why didn't you come in as yourself? You're so hot. And he was like, oh, I actually couldn't. And then he's like, you're Delisa's husband. And I was like, work, Frank. You do know that, man. I also like that him and um, Imani, a.k.a. uh, Trevor, fully held hands. Like this, you know, like fully locked fingers at the end. I was like, that's kind of cute.
0: He also had a cute line um, when they got their like finalists breakfast basket, how very survivor of them. <laughs> and he like pulled out the mimosa stuff and he was like, I need me some champagne, maybe a little tequiqui. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the number of times he said titties and tequila.
0: I was like, what is happening? He really grew on me. I he did I grow took on me. a
2: while. And I do think, I think he was one of the most genuine people to play this game. And it was very like season one of the circle for him to win. Um, because I felt like James was very authentic, but he was a he was pretty strategic. And Delisa was definitely strategic. Cause who won season one of the circle? Joey. Joey. He was like very authentically himself, a little out there, a little loud, in again, similar to Frank, like the best way. Like they were just authentically who who they offered was who you got. And so I think that was very like reminiscent of the first season where it was like, he's just like genuinely a positive person. And I loved his story about how he's really been through it. But at the end of the day, he's looking to make other people's lives better. And I'm like, wow, you're like genuinely a much better person than I'll ever be. But I also was so touched every time someone noticed that in him and then voiced that to him, either in a DM or a group chat. He was genuinely touched. He was like, it's nice to hear and see that my impact is actually happening. Like it's one thing to say that and like talk the talk, but it's very hard to walk that walk. And I think he is genuinely doing that. So like mad respect for Frank in that way.
0: Yeah. I think he took a while to grow on me because I felt like his personality that it then became clear was very much just who he is as a person reminded me so much of how other people try to be that. I think I was like, is he just putting this on? Is he like, what's what's the deal? But then once it became clear that that was just him, I was getting it. But it took me a little while. But let's talk about some other players.
1: Wait, I just have to say, uh-huh. I don't even know if we want to keep this in or not, but did they not remind you of like Bryce playing the circle? Because like from the start, he's a school psychologist. I mean, a school social worker. Bryce was a social worker. A black gay man it was just, who just like says whatever. Like, I feel like I liked him from the start because I was like, I feel like I'm watching Bryce play.
2: <laughs> so we may have I'm to cut Ryan. that because I said some pretty horrifying things about him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just like just now that you that, say that, like, I'm like,
2: oh, it was like Bryce, and I like Bryce, and I just said I did not like Frank. So
0: we'll make it work because I want to leave it in.
2: I was maybe too mean. I did like him, and he grew on me. But at the beginning, I was like, he ain't for me, because yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> again, I was team Ling. I was team Ling.
1: So. I like her too.
0: Yeah, I just. I I can't, I can't support the fact that you think Frank was too loud, but not, you. but we're going to move on. We're going to move on. Um, Speaking of other players, who was your either most underrated player this season or your personal favorite this season or someone that you think maybe didn't get enough love or did, and they're still your favorite anyway. Who wants to go first? Aggie? I'll go. Go Uh, It was Krista. It was
2: Krista. Krista was a fucking vibe. I absolutely adored her. Every comment she made was amazing. Her responding to Nikki Glaser's roasts, hilarious. First off, her roast was terrible. Second, she was like laughing at the ones that Nikki Glaser hated. And I was like, these are not roasts, Krista. She was so important to me. I also just loved her. I was like, your vibe is immaculate. I think her and Brew fell into the same problem. They weren't actively reaching out to people all the time. Brew got better at it as the game went on, but they relied too much on like one person to kind of save them. And it was like, that's, you can't only have one person. It's important to have one that you really rely on, but you got to be talking to everybody. You got to like have a little bit of something with everybody. And so I think that kind of hurt her in the end, but she's such a treat. She was so cool. And I loved that her hashtag, like her tagline was like, I'm a lesbian who plays with balls. I was like, that is humor. And you roasted yourself why couldn't you
0: roast other people? That's it. My answer is Krista. That's a good one. Um Stacy, what about you?
1: Uh Krista was one of my options. Um I think I don't I mean this person did get airtime, but I just honestly thought they were going to make it to the end, which was Alyssa. Like I just feel mm-hmm. like as she to me she was pl- also playing strategic. Um, and so many notes, like she was taking notes on everything and then noticed like discrepancies. So I actually, in my mind was like, when I, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, sh-. like I didn't want to root for her, but I was like, you're definitely going to the final. Like, there's just no way. Uh, so yeah, that would be mine.
0: Yeah. I, the notes reminded me of Aggie. <laughs> I think I definitely agree with, Krissa, I was going to say Krissa, but I'm going to switch it up for the sake of variety. I'm going to shout out Rachel, I think. Um, I really didn't think much of her when she first came in, but then the more that I watched and kind of thought about the way that she came into the game, I really appreciate that there wasn't attention given to the fact that she was just like coming in as herself. You know, she didn't come in looking like Alyssa or Parker, but it wasn't part of her storyline. And she embraced the fact that, like, she was a ghost paranormal expert and, like, played the accordion and didn't try to hide any of those, like, what I'm going to call a little bit weird conventionally things about her. Um, But it also wasn't, like, majorly emphasized as, I'm quirky and, like, these are the things that are quirky about me. Like, she was just herself and she was badass and she was playing the game really well. And I actually thought she might win for a minute there. But based on the edit that we got of her, I just didn't think it was going to happen by the finale. But I really liked Rachel. So Rachel is my pick. And we have one more question. We've kind of discussed uh, in this episode and in every Circle episode we've done. But after this season, what is either your biggest frustration with the game or one thing that you would really like to see change next season? So perhaps that frustration and what is the correction for it? Um, I'll go first. Mine is the intervals at which people come into the game. I think it really disrupts the momentum. And I think it's really unfair the way that it works out timing wise. And I think that's proven by the fact that the two last people to come into the game ended up in the finale. They were great people, don't get me wrong. But I just think the timing's a little bit suspect. So I would have everyone enter at the beginning and then maybe do like one or two extra players in maybe like episode three, not this. Here's the first round of people and here's more and here's more and here's more. And then one of the finalists is among you. Like it just, I think the game would be so much stronger and they'd be able to do a lot more actual strategizing like we talked about if everyone was there from the beginning. Because with more people, you would have more breakout conversations and more one-on-ones and not... Oh, we're the core, you know, five people who were here from the beginning. Let's align together. Or the last people that came in are the last ones to leave. Fix it. We don't need the intervals. Just keep it tighter. Are you listening, Circle Producers? Probably not. Um, Stacey, what is your constructive oh. suggestion? Suggest, su- you know what I
1: mean. <laughs> Oh gosh. I think what you said at the very beginning of this Anna which is I think it was you that said it was like a little too long. I, I was starting to feel like okay this should be 10 episodes not 13. Like I just I don't know exactly what would get cut. Maybe it is don't bring people in towards the end but I just felt like this is kind of dragging on and it just it's not like it's not like longer but with with more captivating things happening like it's just kind of I just want to know who wins now and get to the end. So that would be mine.
2: It's interesting because it's the same number of episodes as a season of Survivor. But somehow you're like, "Mm, three of these could get cut. Anyway, I would just say that, Anna, you kind of took mine. I think everybody should come in at the beginning. I think it should be like everybody goes in. But I will, for the sake of going to repeat myself, I just think we need to decide. Do catfish matter? And the game needs to decide to catfish matter. And then if you decide they do, they should get extra money for every catfish they get out. And then there should be some sort of penalty if there are catfish in the finale. I think I said that at season three. So if you care about catfish, there needs to be a punishment if there are catfish in the finale and there needs to be like a monetary reward for getting them out. But if you decide that being a catfish is part of this game and should be a legitimate way to play this game and it shouldn't matter then you need to explain the game differently to your participants because it seems like they're being told you're trying to hunt out the catfish like that's part of this but it's not it's actively not and you actually rewarded them getting catfished so you need to decide
0: what you care about thank you good night it's the rewarding of it that i hadn't like obviously i was paying attention and like i knew that that happened but it- until you flagged it as like no they got rewarded for not getting out the catfish (laughs) wow when you put it that way some would call that mixed messages mixed messages (laughs) it's just it's the eternal the game needs to decide not me not the players the game don't hate the player hate the game i don't hate the game i just need some answers um That brings us to the end of this episode. It's been fun. I love The Circle. I know we've just spent about an hour criticizing it, (laughs) but honestly, it comes from a place of love and a place of appreciation. I really do love this show, and I would love to apply to be on this show because I can sit on a couch all day. It's something I'm really good at, but it's been super fun chatting to you lovely ladies, and I'm not sure what we're going to do next, so if you are still listening at this point, and you're like, hey, what are they going to do next, Uh, stay tuned. We will inform you as soon as it is decided. (laughs) But for now, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Like we said at the start, be sure to follow, subscribe in all of the places mentioned at the beginning and stay safe out there. And thank you for escaping reality with us. Later.